Are you going to do that? Are you going to score this whole thing with your mouth? Maybe. So I, I, I guess for uh, for everybody who's listening to us, I guess you can tell what movie we're going to be talking about today. If not, we are going to be talking about one of the most beloved franchises ever. One of the most beloved super spies ever created. James Bond in his latest movie, No Time to Die. theme song good job billy eilish go billy eilish in <laughs> fairness she did pretty good yeah. you know considering you're coming after people like tina turner you two adele Paul mccartney adele sam smith <laughs> dude garbage you know you mga, you know little garbage. names little name. chris cornell chris by the cornell. way we're the saboteurs <laughs> yes we are the saboteurs i am anjo I'm MJ. I'm Misha. And we're going to be talking about Bond in MI6. Why am I suddenly uh, talking like Sean Connery? Sean Connery! <laughs> That's the oh, wrong Bond. It's the wrong Bond. Not, no? not that Bond. Okay. Oh my God. Now I now I thought about all the Sean Connery impressions on SNL. <laughs> you should always... <laughs> Your mother! You should always... <laughs> on Jeff for Celebrity Jeopardy. Yes. <laughs> bless his soul. Bless his soul. Mm-hmm. Okay, so um, I, I don't know. Like to be honest, I'm not quite familiar with the franchise. I did enjoy this movie, however, so I will defer the explanation of what this franchise is to our resident James Bond geek, Misha. Who me? Yeah. Oh, right, it's me. Okay, <laughs> cool. So, like, for anyone who's listening and not familiar somehow, this is the 25th James Bond movie, and essentially, it's the 60th anniversary since the first one came out. Uh, Dr. No starring Sean Connery. And just a little bit of background, I know that a lot of people look at the character as something that's outdated and, you know, out of touch because, you know, he's an alcoholic, womanizing, misogynist, white savior who blows everything up, right? A lot of that comes from the creator, Ian Fleming. He was with British intelligence before there was British intelligence around the Second World War and he was getting pre-wedding jitters. The night before, the, 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 the days before his wedding, he sat down to write the book that would become Casino Royale. Basically, he threw in all his frustrations, all his fears and everything there. James Bond was everything that he wanted to be. Good looking, man about town, was good with his liquor, traveled to exotic locations, could get any woman he wanted, and you know, did everything for king and country. And for audiences reading this shit in the 50s, it was escapism like crazy. Because think about it, World War II had just ended, so Britain was still kind of depressed, you know? Alcohol was still being rationed by and large. So the fact that this guy would go out getting drunk every night, that was exotic to them. So reading about this would just remind them of better times when they were still prosperous and rich and, you know, relevant to world affairs. And as the series went on over the decades, that became more and more true. It reminded England of when they were powerful and when they when they were actually, again, relevant in international affairs. They still are, just not to the degree that they were before the Second World War. When the movies came out, they gave him a reinvention. They made him the prototypical 60s alpha male where he was living that 
quintessential Playboy magazine lifestyle. Expensive Ugh. clothes, expensive cars, expensive alcohol. Beautiful women. Women everywhere he went. Different women. Exactly right. And the secret, the reason the movies made an impact was because nobody had ever seen anything like that. It was like the basic prototype for every modern action movie that came since. And their stroke of genius was getting a guy who you would never expect to see wearing that stuff or doing those things or saying those things. They got a fucking truck driver named Sean Connery. <laughs> the guy was a carpenter, a former Mr. Universe contestant. Nobody had ever seen this fucker in a tuxedo being charming and suave, but somehow it worked. Ever since then, for the next 60 years, that became James Bond, a suave, stylish guy in a suit with cool gadgets, cool cars, and all that. England's influence may have wavered over the years, but yeah, the James Bond movies keep chugging along, and now we're at number 25. And that's No Time to Die with Daniel Craig. Ah, uh, Daniel Craig. Daniel Craig. He's not that... I, I'm just going to say, he's not that good looking. He's not who you imagine when you think James Bond, suave oh, guy in a suit. Oh, my mother would completely disagree. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Like, I have a question. Are we going to be... I'm not your mother. Are we going to have a small segment, of, you know, a small thirst segment just for your mom? Is your mother getting the thirst portion? Mom, your turn. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> no, okay. Just just a quick anecdote. So I, I actually... I have never been a fan of James Bond. I have never even completed an entire... James Bond film until until now I would I would only see them in snippets because I don't know uh, like like everything that Misha mentioned before yes he is an outdated character that I was never really able to like you know uh, appreciate because of all the you know misogynistic undertones but my mother oh my goodness she is not really I don't think she's a fan of the franchise but she watches this these films because she really appreciates the casting of all the James Bonds. Like, as far as I can remember from Pierce Brosnan, mm-hmm. I, I remember growing up, her saying like, ah, guapo, guapo naman James Bond. And when Daniel Craig was finally casted as this new generation James Bond, she was like, oh, guapo. And she would watch the movies. I don't think she'd be invested at all in the story, but mm, she, I'm so she loves him. Like, okay, she it, loves him. It, he has appeal, to be fair. Just not, it just doesn't appeal yeah, to me I, personally. Honestly, I'm not quite familiar with you know, I'm not a big James Bond fan. I've only seen like a few James Bond movies. And according to Misha, they were the worst ones also. <laughs> but, <laughs> oh, lucky you. But You know how to choose them. But I will say this because, you know, I'm familiar with Sean Connery. I've, I'm familiar with Roger Moore. I'm familiar with George Lazenby and Timothy Dalton. I mean, and you know, like... They were always good-looking guys in suits. And they all look mm-hmm. polished. You know, this is, this is <laughs> like... When they cast Daniel Craig for the role of James Bond, I was like... Indiana Jones You know, more <laughs> he, than James he's Bond. He's got a lot of grit. Yeah, and from he all does. The, you know? From all the other clips I've seen of like the past James Bond, um, like like all the James Bonds, they'd always be so neat, no matter how much shit or like fighting they would get into. Mm-hmm. But Daniel Craig always just is like ang dungis niya. Yeah, <laughs> you know, he's, like, he's and, got this boxer's face, basically. Yeah, you know, like you know, like he looks like a brawler. You know, like he does. You know, I in mean, fairness, maybe that's what they were going for. They wanted to make James Bond a little bit more gritty and not as yeah. perfect as the past ones. And I think it worked on my mom. I, 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 I think I see where you're coming from because, like, 
I think they were consciously trying because when they got the rights back to Casino Royale and they put it in production after Die Another Day, they purposely wanted to go back more to the books where he wasn't the best looking guy necessarily. Mm. He was a guy who could fuck you up. That that's what that's what they were going for. And I guess fine, mission accomplished. But when he was announced, there was like online petitions. There was like you know they were trying to cancel him before canceling Aww. people was a thing. I kind of remember that. And they never even seen one second of anything he'd done yet. And but then there was this one scene. Some behind the scenes shots came out of him arising out of the ocean, these tiny blue speedos, and the internet just lost its mind. And they're like, "Okay, we can live with this." <laughs> but okay, we get it. So we get it. We can live with this. We get it. Oh my god! And, yeah. and that, that was a big deal because for once it wasn't a woman in a bikini coming into the ocean. It was a man in a bikini. Crazy. It was a man in a bikini. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> okay, let me let me also continue. Um, so I was watching this uh, at home, and my mom walked in, and I was like, "Oh, mom, I'm watching your crush's movie, Daniel Craig. It's the latest Bond movie." And she's like, "Oh, really?" And then she looks at him. She's like, "Diyan yung crush ko, Jim. Di parang di naman James Bond." And I was like, "Huh?" What? <laughs> like for the longest time for all of these past films, uh, I was like, she was like, ah, oh, guapo guapo ni James Bond. So I was like, I'm literally watching James Bond. This is literally <laughs> the same guy. What are you talking about? So she sat in with me, watched a little, and she had her iPad in front of her. And like after a few minutes of silence of us just watching, she was like, ah, shangayon. After googling on her iPad, <laughs> did she look for the and mankini she, photo? <laughs> and, 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 and I was like. Yeah, that's what I was been trying to telling you. She's like, "Tumanda na kasi siya." Naaalala ko pa yung first movie niya. Hindi hindi nag-iba yung itsura niya. Tumanda na siya. And then she showed me on her huge iPad, showing showing me like the younger photos of Daniel Craig, probably from the first movie. Right, right. Sobrang nag-iba yung mukha niya. That's like, yeah, yeah, he got really old. But then, and here's the kicker. She was like, Pero gumapo siya ngayon lalo. Oh my okay. god. Okay. You guys know where I got it from. Wait, it's the first Daniel Craig James Bond movie I've seen. Parang, okay, within the first 10 minutes, ang dumi na ng itsura niya. <laughs> or within oh, oh. the first 5. Parang, you know, first five minutes, oh, emote-emote, sinabogan siya, nasabogan siya kaagad. I was like, oh, great, he's got grime all over, not James Bond. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, it, Fair it, enough. It's not the James Bond that wears, like, suits. This guy, like, wears, like, sport coats instead. And, you know. To be fair, he's retired at this point. That is okay, true. Fine. But he's still got the Aston Martin. So, I don't know how he got away with that. Seeing as he did retire. Retirement gift? I don't know. Well, he kind of stole it at the end of the last movie. But anyways. Oh, I didn't uh, see the last movie. Sorry. <laughs> he just like, like he just tells his boss, yeah, I'm retiring. Bye. And he I'll just fucking drives away with government property. <laughs> but uh, I was going to say, remember how I said he's got like a boxer's face and shit? And he's got this huge nose and his, these ears. But the thing <laughs> is, as you get older, <laughs> and no, no, really, as you get older, your nose and your ears are the only things that keep growing. That's not bullshit. That's true. So, yes, he does look different. Because he's the only... I started holding my nose. Like, Are you people fucking checking your nose? <laughs> yeah. Yes. Asshole. And your ears. I can't check my ears because I'm wearing headphones. So <laughs> no, but yeah, that's true. And point of fact, he is actually the longest serving James Bond at this point. Because he's been doing it since 2006. And 
He's only done five movies. It's not the most, but this movie got delayed for like two years because of the pandemic. So there was really a lot of concern. Like by the time this thing comes out, it's still going to be relevant. Are people still going to watch it? Do people even care? And apparently the box office has shown that, yeah, people care. They like seeing this guy blow stuff up. It's James Bond. It's like one of it the is. most it's, iconic. It's comfort food. Yeah, it's like one of the most mm-hmm. iconic characters ever created in fiction. And just for me personally, like that's something I love sharing with my family. Family, with my father especially because he's only introduced it all to me he explained it to me we used to have a tape of license to kill and he just explained it all to me what i was watching so that's timothy dalton and I'm sorry, it's actually tape? yes it was on a tape <laughs> excuse you just just clarifying <laughs> but you could see that you know that he really enjoyed like sharing it with me because it was something that he himself had grown up watching this was what they had, they didn't have Marvel movies. This is what they had. They had James Bond movies. In the 60s, it was three things. It was ba- it was Batman through Adam West. It was the Beatles through the Beatles and Bond. Those were the three biggest crazy th- pop culture things in the 60s. And, you know, um, he liked two out of those three things. So <laughs> that, he liked sharing them with, with us. And that's Aww. how I ended up appreciating these things. Right. And watching them because he would always tell me all, all about their background and, you know, little trivia things. And I just, I guess that's part of why I fell in love with movies in general, honestly. Oh, that's sweet. Your, your James Bond is my Bruce Lee movies. Or my Bruce Lee movies. Because you like watching Chinese people on the screen. I am half Chinese, so it comes to the territory half the time. Did you watch half the screen? No. <laughs> Yeah, it, it was it was always fun. It was always fun just watching these things every couple of years. A new one comes out, so the whole family will sit down. We're gonna watch it. We know that the second he walks out and does that gun barrel sequence and shoots the screen, you know, you know, good times, good times. And then the red blood just you know covers the screen back in the city. And the, the the past few years have been heavy on deconstruction. Skyfall being the best example, and Roger Deakins shooting the hell out of it, like seriously. It's, <laughs> Insanely beautiful that movie. Okay. Skyfall is the only other James Bond movie. I haven't seen it in its entirety, but it's the most I've seen in general <laughs> of any other James Bond movie uh, besides this that I had to watch. But that one was just like, uh, gorgeous. Did you get to Shanghai where they're fighting with? Um, they're only lit by billboards behind them. Fuck the no. LED billboards. Okay. Like silhouettes fighting. Uh, like silhouettes. I mean, that's such a Roger Deakins. It was so good. Like. Okay. Sorry, you, Shang-Chi tried the same thing, but Deacons beat you to it and it just looks so much better as in. Uh, I will, I will, yeah, I, I think after this, I, I, I have gained a little bit more willingness to explore the rest of the James Bond verse. And I'll start with Skyfall even. I might not understand much again, but yeah. Yeah. So we've talked about our appreciation for the character. What did you guys think about the latest addition to the franchise? <laughs> should, should I go before Misha unleashes? Go for it. Yeah, go for <laughs> unleashes it. all his thoughts and feelings. Okay. I have feelings. <laughs> okay, this being the first complete jo- James Bond film I've ever seen. Not bad. I mean, kilang. I understood that there is probably a lot that I don't know because there are a lot of callbacks to previous characters from the previous films. Even um, 
references right uh, left and right about like things I really didn't know. So I will not be commenting about the story because that's something I have n- absolutely no knowledge on. But in sheer entertainment value and everything else that I can comment on just on this film, Kailang, honestly. Kailang. <laughs> it's like, it's not the best ba- uh, James Bond film to start off your entire watching experience with. So mm-hmm. that's on me. That's that's basically on me. But, hmm, okay lang. I wanna go ahead. I we wanna, can expound later. I wanna go before but... Misha because I know Misha has a lot to share. <laughs> so I'm gonna go ahead. Yeah. So, I have the same thoughts because, I mean, knowing full well based on what I saw, uh, I knew that it was kind of like a loose sequel to the previous movie which was Spectre. Mm-hmm. And I haven't seen mm-hmm. Spectre. So there are a lot of things mentioned about Spectre, why Spectre was such a big deal. So parang, ah, okay, but you know, like this had its own story. So I, I tried to focus more on that, which is okay. Parang naman. context clues na lang, oh, diba? parang parang med- when you're watching, yeah. you just go along with context clues. It's oh. understandable. Pa rin naman. But yeah, and I mean, like, <laughs> I was entertained naman. Because I mean, like, you know, cars, you have the boom booms and the, brr, 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 so, <laughs> the boom booms, you know, boom booms, boom booms and, and brr, the brr, brr, but you know, like there, there were, <laughs> there, there were these, these, these fantastic scenes, naman. Well, scene that I really enjoyed because I enjoyed that scene in Cuba with Ana de Armas because she was fantastic in this movie. Mm, like, she was. This movie, we'll get to Ana yeah, de we'll, we'll get to that later. Yes. All I can say is that this movie could have used an extra five minutes of her on screen, but yeah, yeah. or two hours. I would have taken two, two hours. hours. Fine, two hours. <laughs> yeah, same, same. You same. know, first portion, what, what not? Yeah, yeah. L- later, later. 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 But, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um. Uh, yes, I'm not alone. Yeah, well, well, I'm not alone for once. Yeah, I mean. But pacing, naman, this movie had, you know, the pacing was okay for this movie. It was quite entertaining for a bit. And there are a few characters I really enjoyed in this movie. But overall, sucks lang. You know, like, I'm, I'm, I'm of the same opinion as MJ. Like, sucks lang. Parang if you knew that this movie has been delayed for like years, uh, like mm-hmm. supposedly 2020, early 2020, just when coronavirus hit, this, mm-hmm. this has built up anticipation over a couple of years already because like it's true yeah people were left hanging people have mm-hmm. been wanting to see this so I don't know if I should feel sorry for everybody who really was looking forward to this especially with the like this is the 25th right so it's supposed yeah. to be like momentous or epic or something yeah mm-hmm. but then when I saw it I was like mm, <laughs> so I was like I'm not sure if this it's just because I am not a James Bond fan or maybe like maybe this might also be a letdown for the fans. I don't know. For me, like knowing full well that it was going to be the last James Bond movie of Daniel Craig, which will mean that, you know, they, they will probably recast the character and then or, you know, reboot based on the reports back then of what the movie was going to be like. Reboot the entire series or franchise, diba? Parang right? When right. I when I when, <clears throat> when I saw it, I was like, hmm, okay, it's not it's not like okay. I don't want I didn't want to make the comparison, but you know, I can't help it because you know I'm a I'm a I'm a comic book fan, so like it. Go for Endgame it. Game was you know like a good culmination of a shared universe, and this was an okay culmination, but it's certainly oh. better than the Twilight <laughs> universe. Fuck yeah. I didn't even try. I've only seen the first one. You know, <laughs> I, I saw two up. of them. <laughs> I was forced I to watch the fourth one with my wife. Forced. 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 Yeah, forced. 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 
Sure. I, I okay, here. I voluntarily watched the first one. And it was there. I watched it with, with one of my best friends. And he's a dude. Mm-hmm. You were like, what the fuck did he do? <laughs> <laughs> you know, what the fuck did he watch? Why? <laughs> and then after that, Me- the, la- the, the second Twilight movie or whatever, the second movie from that franchise I saw was the third movie. You totally forks yourself. Yeah. But anyways. I was going to say that I agree with what you were talking about in-game being a fitting in to this whole shared universe yeah, thing. Yeah, in-game. Think... Oh, nice one. I see what they did there. <laughs> the title makes so much sense now. Ooh, revelation. <laughs> <laughs> it only took me two years get... and six months to figure it out. <laughs> no, no. Um, no, I was going to say that you're absolutely right. Because part of the fun about the James Bond movies back in the day, you could watch them in any order. There was no real overarching storyline other than that. Yeah, he's a super spy. He works for M. He abuses Q's gadgets, flirts with M's secretary, Money Penny, who is Naomi Harris in this one. And, you know, the day is saved with amazing gadgets, crazy bad guys and whatever. And the, the first the first couple of dozen of these well, the first dozen and a half, is like, you can watch them in any order. The only main storyline that went through it was George Lazenby got a wife in Diana Rigg. She died. Roger Moore mourned her. Pierce Brosnan referenced her. But other than that, you can watch them in any order. doesn't matter. But what started with Daniel Craig was, with Casino Royale in 2006, they wanted to make it fucking clear that they were starting from scratch because it was based on the very first book, which they didn't have the rights to for the longest time. Mm. And in the first 10 minutes of Casino Royale, it just fucking kicks your ass. There's like explosions, there's parkour, there's him killing parkour. you with cold blood. And no, 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 honestly, it's a solid, solid introduction because they got uh, Martin Campbell, the director of uh, Mask of Zorro. So he knows how to reinvent Ooh. ancient pop culture characters, make them relevant again for a new audience. Yeah, but he bought Green Lantern. He also did the same job. Yeah, he fucked up Green Lantern so bad. I don't know why. <laughs> but he, he did good also with Goldeneye, which is Pierce Brosnan's introduction. So those are excellent, excellent first movies to go into. And the thing about Daniel Craig was w- when Casino Royale ended, the next movie started immediately after that. So, okay, fine. But at the end of that, we figured, okay, what's going to happen next? And then there was Skyfall. Skyfall was the big 50th anniversary, deconstruction, whatever. It was gorgeous. So, okay, but at the end of that movie, they introduced a new M. They introduced Voldemort as M. Voldemort? <laughs> he who must not be named as M. Hey, he had a nose in this one. <laughs> but no hair. They introduced Naomi Harris as M secretary. Uh, Money, Money Penny. Penny. They introduced uh, Ben Weishaw as Q. Q, the gadget guy. I love Q and in this movie. And everything was in place. Everything was in place. Now we can have our classic adventures. Now it's time to have fun. And then they did Spectre. Motherfucker. Which tried to MCU everything with the bad guy saying, everything that happened in the last three movies, it was me. Parang, weh. Parang, sobrang pilit. Sobrang, yeah. And you expect a good performance from him, but you saw what he was like in this movie. He was boring as shit. Yeah, it was generic. It was generic foreign bad guy. He was like that inspector. That's why that was the last movie my father saw in the theater. And even he's like, the fuck did we just watch? <laughs> and, you know, it, it was what it was. And that's why I, that's what really disappointed me about this one. In that, why did you fucking continue that storyline that nobody liked? Mm. Why are you... But you pinipilit that everything is connected and everything's a big conspiracy when you never needed that to make this franchise successful in the first place. And that's, for me, really what stumps this one. But it's so... It requires so much foreknowledge and it's not even good it doesn't even have good linking mechanisms sobrang pilit it, it, it's just 
trying to make something out of nothing. And it it just falls apart for me when they try and reference big mythology. I mean, like you're you're right, because you know part of the reason why I actually appreciated the James Bond movies that I've seen, even if you say they're the worst, even if you say they're the worst, <laughs> is the fact that I could watch each and every James Bond movie knowing that I didn't have to watch the previous mm. one to figure out what was happening in the one I'm watching currently. Parang pero dito, I needed to watch Spectre, which led me to think that maybe I should have seen Casino Royale, Skyfall also. Because mm. meron, you know, I would appreciate this movie more if I had seen the previous four movies. Diba? Oh my yeah. God. This is literally the worst movie I could have started with. <laughs> it kind of is. Because uh, especially, for you. Essentially, especially for you. Essentially, what you're watching is part five. <laughs> Christ. Yeah. yeah. That started in 2006. And I was hoping that because they brought in um, Phoebe Waller-Bridge, the one who wrote and starred in Fleabag, a fantastic writer, fantastic actress, they brought her in to work on the script, to do a couple of passes on it. And when she was brought on, a lot of people asked, oh, are you going to make him woke? Are you going to make him more relevant? Are you going to make him more self-aware? And she said, no, I'm not. Because if I do that, then he's not James Bond anymore. And that's something which I think is pretty smart for a lot of people who try and update classic characters. You don't update the characters so much as you update the world around them, but mm-hmm. you keep them recognizable. Because otherwise, it's not the character anymore. That's, that's but you point. have other characters reacting to them, then you see how they're off. You see how they're out of touch. They're still the characters you love, but at least now you know what's wrong with them, badly mm. put. Mm-mm. That's why when Judy Dench first shows up in GoldenEye and she fucking tells Pierce Brosnan to his face, you're a sexist, misogynist dinosaur. I don't like the way you do things. I'm not going to take your crap. You fucking believe it. You listen. And you realize, yeah, he is kind of the worst spy MI6 ever had. He blows everything up. He introduces himself to every fucking buddy. You know? (laughs) He sleeps with everything. I don't think he's using protection, as we see in this movie. But, you know, he's like the worst spy. So you need that strong parental figure. And I didn't get that here either. Voldemort was a great introduction in Skyfall because you're thinking he's a tough, badass former field agent. He doesn't. He's not going to take 007 shit. Inspector. He even killed a couple of bad guys. But here, he just. He's just. Yes, Bond. Do whatever you want. Welcome back. <laughs> like, what am I watching? He's not a. He's not a boss man here. Yeah, he really he didn't like feel a like buddy. a boss. Like you know. Yes, I agree with that. Version. I agree. Okay, so we we have Misha's feelings. We all very clear that Misha's very a lot of them very passionate about this character. Um, a few. Okay, maybe we should have Misha talk about the plot because you know he had a lot to say. Because <laughs> <laughs> all we knew okay. that Rami, Mister Robot, or Freddie Mercury, whichever you want, you, whichever you may. You know, like oh my god, mm, knives out, you, fighting right? Freddie Mercury. <laughs> exactly. So all we know is that Freddie Mercury is. Out for revenge because, you know, for because Knives Out's lover, father, killed his family oh in the 90s. Right. right. It just, I'll pretend okay. they were able okay, to follow okay, okay. that. Leia Sedu is playing with her Tamagotchi and listening to CDs, which immediately tell you that it's a flashback. And um, <laughs> her mother is downstairs getting absolutely plastered, smoking up a storm on a couch, feeling sorry for herself. They don't know where her father is when a masked figure enters their house and basically executes the mom. Blue is the warmest color, runs out <laughs> oh, into God. onto an ice-covered lake 
and she falls in. To the be fair, child version her. naman. Child version ni Blue is the warmest color. Yeah. Hindi pa siya mismo. Hindi pa okay, siya, so hindi Smurfette pa siya runs out <laughs> into the lake. Hindi pa siya warmest. Smurfette runs out. <laughs> Blue is still look warm. <laughs> Fine. Little child Leia Sidhu runs out into the cold winter and falls into the ice-covered lake. And the, I, the masked figure saves her. He takes pity on her. He saves her. And for some reason, this is a big horrific secret that her character, when she grows up, um, we find out that she's Madeline Swan, James Bond's love. She, this is a secret that she's hiding from him, even if um, they've already decided they're going to spend the rest of their lives together. The movie opens with Le with Madeline Swan and James Bond. Um, they're in Italy to visit the grave of Vesper Lind, who was played so brilliantly by Ava Green in Casino Royale. James Bond is going to make his peace with her and he's going to say goodbye so that the two of them can get on with their lives. But before he goes ooh, to visit the ooh. grave... They did the Kenshin and Tomoe and Kaoru thing. They did! <laughs> Only it was at the start. Except, except with the 1963 Aston Martin DB5, which still looks sweet after all these years. And James Bond finds out that there's things that she's not being entirely truthful about. Epic action sequence happens, gets to use some cool gadgets. But the movie, before the opening titles hit, he decides that he wants nothing to do with Madeline Swan Because if she can't be truthful with him, then, you know, screw it. I'm done. I, I, I'm I, out. I kind of liked how he made Tampo about her lie. Because, you know, he was doing it while they were under a hail of gunfire. Was that really the best time to make Tampo? <laughs> <Right>? I mean, <laughs> like, come on. <laughs> Was it really like, the best time? You, I mean, like, if, if you guys are, you know, if you're fighting with your significant other while being chased by bad guys and being shot at with high-powered rifles, would that be really time the best time? and place. Well, I guess if you had an Aston Martin, which is bulletproof and had, you know, mm -hmm. equipped with ballistics and a smokescreen, maybe you could have done that. But that was just, you know, like, traumatizing. For drama lang eh. I think he was being a drama queen. I'm with MJ on this. <laughs> he was being a drama he queen because he got his feelings hurt. He was. I mean, like, did you see his face? He had that pout, those pouty lips uh, that MJ's mom would have enjoyed, I guess. But, you know, all, then you have Madeline Swan screaming, James, James, get us out of here. While he was just, you know. <laughs> He's all like, no, no, I don't wanna. And then you have this dude <laughs> shooting in her window at her face. And he's just like, whatever. I'm just, I'm mad at you. <laughs> fine, fine. <laughs> it was a well-staged sequence. I liked ev everything about that bit. I even liked the way they shot their 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 final goodbye um, as the train pulls yeah, out. Cool. It was well done. And the song by Billie Eilish is pretty decent. That opened off the movie after oh, that. With I really liked the song. Mm -hmm. I liked it. I mean, it, it fit well with the visuals and everything. Um, the actual movie plot, I mean, you know, the actual plot of the movie has the bad guys who apparently are remnants of Spectre stealing some nanotech that apparently M has been developing in secret, which is designed to kill specific people based on their DNA. So it's basically um, a no collateral damage weapon against terrorism or some shit that he tried to justify. But the bad guys get a hold of it. They're gonna they're going to set it off somewhere. So James Bond is being recruited by the CIA to help them find it. And my six tells him stay the fuck out of it by sending the new 007. Um, Maria Rambo! Who is kind of awesome, a lovely love black her. lady. And she takes no shit from him. She's like, stay out of my way. Let's not fight. 
Otherwise, I will shoot you in your good knee. So, okay, fine. Your good knee. Oh my God. I love that reference. How it's like, you're old, buddy. Like, yeah. it's, it's my time. It's I am the new 007 now. And Lashana Lynch was uh, amazing. I loved her. She was one of my favorite characters in this movie. Surprisingly. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, I was one of the people who reacted negatively when they said that 007 wasn't going to be James Bond. I was like, what the fuck? Yeah, yeah it's and, just a and, number. And, yeah, and also given the fact that this is a huge turn for the franchise, making the 007 a woman, a black woman at that. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm, it's like mm-hmm. this is where you see that, like what Misha mentioned already, like the world around him kind of changing already. Yeah, hmm. and they're telling him to his face, "You're out of touch, man. Mm-hmm. You really are." And I like so stay yeah. the fuck out of our way. You're I appreciated that. I liked it that it was it wasn't really pandering. It was more it made sense. It wasn't. It made it sense. Pandering because, decision know, for the writing uh, the scriptwriters. I like what she said also to his face. What you thought they're going to retire your number? But dude, we're all government workers. Nobody's going to fucking retire your number. You Ooh. leave, somebody else will take your place. Mm. You're not an NBA player. <laughs> Damn right. So they go to Cuba. James Bond takes on the job with the CIA just to piss off his old boss and to piss off the new 007 where he meets up with the biggest ray of sunshine in this movie. He meets up with Ana de Armas who plays Paloma. She's a CIA contact and... Holy hell, she is dressed for a James Bond movie. Like seriously. Because nobody... I don't think I've seen anybody scream Bond girl in the last four movies, you know? No, but, but here's the thing. I don't. Does anybody still dress up like this for even for a regular night out? I mean, honestly, it if you're Anna de Armas, then you have all the license. No, but, okay. to go right ahead. Let's let's okay. fair enough. Beyond, beyond the looks of Anna de Armas, but you know, her, the way she played her character was really cute. You know, this she was great. She was amazing. Was, she, she was, she was so charming, and she was cute Super in a way charming. that she was like, "Oh, I'm a rookie." It wasn't annoying to be it fair. It wasn't annoying. It was cute. She was and she was a very enthusiastic character, rookie. which I would yeah. She's a rookie. She she even excitedly says, "I've been training for three weeks," yep. and then manages <laughs> to like beat the shit but out of all the people there. She was surprisingly sufficient, you know. Yeah, oh, or, and and she, absolutely, she, she was even nervous at the start. She was taking shot after shot because she was really nervous. But then you see her kick that amount of ass with that dress still in place. I have no idea <laughs> that dress defies the laws of physics. I think I live. Me- I was messaging you guys as you know they were saying, "How could she? How could? <laughs> how could? Ang lupit naman ng tape ng dress niya." <laughs> like if Janet Jackson has like you know a, a wardrobe malfunction in, in the Super Bowl, puta, what, what, that dress should have you know by loss of physics. Well. While killing bad guys. While killing uh-huh. bad guys and shooting And guns. taking shots with James Bond. Like, holy hell. <laughs> like, that's that's pretty badass. Mm-hmm. And it's not all, it's not also the typical mysterious, super serious uh, Bond girl I would expect. Because, like, that's mm-hmm. my image of Bond girls. They're mysterious. They're really hard to figure out. But right. Anna Diarmas... She was she a was ray just, of sunshine. She really just was. She 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 was transpiring. Yeah. She would tell you that she's fucking nervous. Not mm-hmm. like other Bond girls who would probably just hide their emotions. She was very transparent, it, you, and that was a breath of fresh air. And aside from that, aside from that, she she's not your prototypical Bond girl who would either fall in love with James Bond or try to seduce him. Agreed. She, yeah. was, she was just excited to work. Exactly. With him. She's like, no, I'm here for work. 
you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. like that mm-hmm. was. I haven't seen any of the Craig Bond movies, but you know, it was honestly refreshing seeing that because I've seen you know Pierce Brosnan and um, R- Roger Moore. Actually, I appreciated that entire Cuba sequence because it had more charm and humor than I think that Daniel Craig movies have had um, over the last fifteen years. Seriously, yes. because. This one, you know, had its heart in the right place. It was tongue in cheek. It come on, he and he and Anna de Armas were just freaking downy shots while taking out bad guys. Yep. That was, it was awesome. Fun. <laughs> yes, which I really appreciated because everything after Cuba, not so fun anymore. It becomes yeah. serious. It becomes serious because by this point we find out that Spectre stole the nanobots to kill James Bond at Blofeld's birthday party. Blofeld is Christoph Waltz at Blofeld's live stream birthday party while he's in prison, which they never bother to explain how he runs it from jail. With the name Blofeld. They never explained it. He went there to find out. And the guy, you know, okay. So it turns out that the guys that Spectre subcontracted the theft to reversed the programming on the nanobots. Instead of targeting James Bond to die in front of all of Spectre, it makes all of Spectre die in front of James Bond because it turns out that the subcontractors had been hijacked by Rami Malek's character, who is apparently still alive after the 90s, and he's got a bone to pick with anybody who's with Spectre because, again, they killed his family 30 years ago. Parang just listening to your explanation makes me feel like they overcomplicated it. They really did! I don't know why Spectre's in this movie! (laughs) (laughs) Parang, so let me get this straight. You brought Spectre back after everybody hated it in the last movie. Just to kill them all. You know, you know what I hated the most about this bad guy is that parang he was so hyped up. The parang oh, you do not know this person you're dealing with. But again, she was not hiding any big secret. Yeah, I mean, like we all knew her dad was a yeah, murderer. I mean, like, you don't know who you're dealing with, but then this guy doesn't seem so scary or intimidating. Not they at could all. have just honestly skipped the whole Spectre sequence. But then again, if we did skip skip the Spectre sequence, we probably wouldn't have that Ana de Armas scene. Yeah, fine, but then it still reeks of exactly what MJ said. It's conflict for the sake of conflict with these two who drove off happily ever after at the end of the last movie. Mm. They just came up with a, ooh, she has a dark secret. Like, what secret? We all knew her dad was killing people. Mm. And he was okay with it because, I don't know, maybe he's turned on by this. But, you know, Uh... but to act like it was some horrible thing that he would leave her if he ever found out, I don't think so. Yeah. So anyways, it, Mr. Robot, and here's where it gets a little murky for me. I'm going to need help on this part of the synopsis. So oh, uh, it turns out that Mr. Robot, he's all like, I killed all the Spectre. We're good. We're quits. I killed all of your enemies. They were also my enemies. Just don't come after me. And we're good. But of course, James Bond has to go after him with the new 007 because, again, they've got nanobots that can kill everybody on Earth. And also because his good buddy Felix, who is... Played by Jeffrey Wright, who will be Commissioner Gordon in Robert Pattinson's Batman, got killed. Oh, so I James really, Bond wants revenge. I really, I really felt for Felix uh, that moment. Like not even knowing other Bond contexts. At mm. least at watching this for the first time as an introductory thing. At least I did feel the sadness when Felix died. Yeah, you could tell they were friends. He was, yeah, they they had a good friendship going on and it really translated well on screen. How many Bond movies did Felix appear in? 
I want to say seven or eight <laughs> or more because he's been played by like five actors also, six actors. Mm-hmm. He used to be white. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Back in the day, he was white, his first few appearances. But since Daniel Craig started with Casino Royale in 06, he's been Jeffrey Wright, he's been black. Mm. And he's been he, awesome, actually. Because he, Yeah, he's very effective in this one. I, like I can him. speak I like for him. this I like one. Yeah. I like, yeah. the, like the rapport that they, they, have, built, they had. Yeah, they have, sure. good, uh, they have good banter. Absolutely. Which is, you know. And you can see why it would piss him off <laughs> that he would go after Mr. Robot, even after Mr. Robot tells him, yep, we're good. We're good. I'm not going after you anymore. I did you a favor. Stay the fuck away. Yeah. He also had this really heartbreaking last line something about it's a beautiful life, right? Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that was like, oh, dang. Was it like a. Th- but that's also why. I really liked how he killed the guy who killed Felix. Oh, yeah. It was like... <laughs> oh, yo, yo, yeah. <laughs> but yeah. he thought it would be an interrogation and then he just, you know, because... Nope. Fucking rolled a Land Rover on top. <laughs> <laughs> pushed it down. It's like, oh, it's a, a tree's holding it up. Oh, let me help you. <laughs> <laughs> like, while the guy was begging for his life. Yeah. Fuck but me. MJ's right. It just gets ne- unnecessarily complicated from here. Because, okay, so he wants revenge on Mr. Robot for killing Felix. But Mr. Robot is also after Madeline. And I swear to God, I have no idea why. Why is he after Madeline? She already did his dirty work. She got the nanobots into the prison to kill Blofeld. Why is he after her? Why does he want her? And apparently, she has, in the five years since James Bond and Madeline broke up, she gave birth to a daughter who is not or is his daughter, depending what scene you're watching. But the blue eyes. Uh, because they never really make yeah. that. It I, was so convoluted. I know. Because, I, okay, you, you get introduced to this kid. And this is the moment where but he's like, I've always loved you. Blah, 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 blah. You love my life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, we have After no chemistry, but I love you. <laughs> So, and then little kid comes out and she immediately says, she's not yours. And, yes. then he's, and then he's like, but her eyes. And eventually when they es- try to escape from all these bad guys coming after them, mm-hmm. you see him get attached. You see him go after her like he actually felt that this was his daughter. But clearly, Madeline said at the start, this is not your daughter. Yes. Like yes. even if he had this inkling somehow that she was lying, parang suddenly he's just so invested in this kid. And we never saw it. We never saw that inkling either. Well, we never saw him think, nah, I don't think well, you're telling the truth. Well, just just that line about well, the blue eyes. Well, that's it. I could yeah. say maybe because he loves Madeline so much, even if we didn't feel it or saw it, <laughs> he was, you know, more inclined. For two movies now, we have not felt it. For, you know, well, one for me and MJ. <laughs> but for well, you. Yeah, one. But, um,. Mm. Uh, might have been more inclined to be invested in saving this child. Maybe. Okay. I guess. Also, he I'll had give commentary eight. later. Let, let's wrap up the synopsis. So, long story short, Mr. Robot, Remy Malik, kidnaps Madeline and the daughter and brings them to his secret island lair, which I love. Secret island lairs because it's so old school, the super <laughs> villain. And it's from that point that he's going to launch his millions and millions of nanobots at the world's major nations and wipe out entire populations because he's found a way so that it doesn't just target specific DNA of people, but everybody related to that person. So it's going to be messy. It's going to be brutal. And unfortunately, that island is in an area disputed by the Chinese and the Russians. So it's going to be very, very messy if James Bond starts blowing stuff up. They just threw in every fucking thing they could. So James Bond and the new 007, 
They have to go to the island, save the girl, kill the bad guy, stop the nanobots, and prevent World War III. So it's all a regular day's work. Yeah, that happens in every James Bond movie. Except for the Man with the Golden Gun. The preventing World War III part? Yes, I guess. Well, Except for minus, Man with the Golden but, Gun, I think. Minus but, a bajillion of those layers. But, Yunya, this movie made it so overcomplicated. Can we talk about that now? Okay, let's go. Okay, let's go. go. Ahead. Let's go. Why is this movie so complicated? <laughs> yeah. Tell me why you have to go and make things so complicated. Sorry. You, you know what made this series stay so long was that it was simple. You have good guy, you have bad guy, explosions, cool cars, women, exotic travel. Simple. It's easy. You don't need to justify everything. But the last couple of movies, they've tried to over justify everything. To the point that it just it's just unnecessarily confusing. I, I don't know. It, it, it seemed to me like it was a lot of spoon feeding while confusing your audience at the same time. Because I was like, why? But I mean, like it, it felt so unnecessary to me that they had to include Spectre. If they were going to have a new bad guy, all in all, Dinaman. They didn't even... Like, if they wanted to make him... You know, if they wanted to make Freddie Mercury, Mr. Robot, what have you... <laughs> One of the vampires <laughs> in Twilight, you know, seem more like a badass than. Um, Wait, he was in Twilight. Yeah, he was one of the. He was. He was. He was. I hate okay. that we know this. Yeah. And she didn't. <laughs> oh I know. You shut up. You shut up, Misha. Look, we're breaking stereotypes like this movie attempted. Ooh, yeah, sure, sure. Revolutionary. Yeah, but Ooh. Skyfall did it better. In that movie, like, the main Bond girl, no bullshit, was fucking Judy Dench. That's how good Skyfall was. Mm. It totally tore apart the formula. This one, I don't know what he was trying to do. He was trying to have its cake and eat it. We want it to be fun. We want it to be silly. But we also want it to be serious. So, which is it, guys? Yeah, it was, you know, it had an identity problem. Like, I, I, like to my point I was trying to get to uh, earlier, like... You don't need to kill off a pre the previous bad guy to make the new bad guy look menacing or more sinister. True. True. Which is why I didn't appreciate Spectre being there and trying to connect, you know, the previous movie. Because in my experience with the other James Bond movies that I've seen, I didn't have to backtrack. Like I just had to, you know, I just had to and look also, at what I was watching. Since Spectre was so dumb, they should have done something like what Endgame did. Endgame validated Thor 2's existence in the same way Shang-Chi validated Iron Man 3's existence. So, parang, you know, they could have done that. They could have done something really good with Spectre, but instead they just doubled down on the stupidity that ruined the last yeah, movie. Yeah, I mean, like, while trying to cram it into this whole big epic Endgame scenario. It wasn't even that epic. <laughs> Sorry. No, it it Sorry. Really I mean, like, it, it's more epic than Twilight, but you know, the, the climax was, well, anticlimactic to say the least. I guess we could talk spoilers. Go for it. I mean, like, you had this one last, you know, confrontation with your big bad, your main bad, who's, you know, I guess supposed to be so scary, but then you have this super short brawl. You don't even see James Bond getting hurt. Well, well you know what I mean, right? Well, he gets. He gets shot a couple of times yeah but just nothing he's like break the guy's arm they mm. have this small conversation and James Bond just he was shoot. he wasn't really a threat yeah yeah you're there, right there, there he was, was kind of a shitty bad there guy there was nothing threatening about him except for the fact that you know like he whispered a lot is, is that a threat <laughs> <laughs> I think the movie thought it was uh, well he he had a disfigured face which is par for the course for these bad guys mm. but you know but, yeah. doesn't really say anything not a threat the only time when he was a threat was when he was menacing 
you know, Tamagotchi wielding. Tamagotchi wielding. <laughs> lukewarm is the warm co- what blue bluest yeah, lukewarm color. Yeah, when he was threatening a ten year old, that's when he was threatening. Who managed you to shoot you- him? <laughs> <laughs> How did he not die from that? Too. I also don't know. Because he could breathe like this. <laughs> Maybe that's why he's whispering from here on out. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Again, the thing that made these movies stand out was you always know what you're gonna get with the guy playing James Bond. The fun was how crazy, how weird, how amusing, how cartoonish the character, the bad guys were. Whether it was the main bad guy or his main henchman. In this case, we got a main henchman with a bionic eye that's just for live streaming, <laughs> and we got the main bad guy who's Rami Malik, who is just. He's just there. Yeah. He's just there. He's a lurker. And I remember I said earlier, I'm going to need help explaining this fucking story. All right, I go. don't know why he went after the world's nations after. I, yeah, there was no motive to this. They, he had no motive. He does, he's not mad at the world. He's mad at, he's mad at Madeline Swan's father for killing his family. He's mad at Spectre for hiring her father. Yeah. I don't even understand why. Why was he going after the world's nations? I don't, why? I don't even yeah. understand that he, you know, if he was so mad at the father and wanted to hurt him, he even mentions that this is going to hurt him more. Why did he just kill yeah. the daughter, the Madeline Swan? Yeah, why did he kidnap Madeline and the daughter? I don't understand. And why you, did he let the daughter go when she bit his arm? Exactly. Isa pa yon. Like, what, just because you want to force this emotional climax that his whole family has to be on the island, James Bond's entire family has to be on the island when everything starts exploding? Is that what you're trying to do? I, I mean, I know we love Rami Ma. The guy's a great actor. He's an amazing actor. I mean, like, he probably amazing. just didn't have enough material to work with. I, I don't know. That I think that's also valid. Because... We barely see him in this movie. We don't even know what his true motives were. We there was no drive whatsoever to the character. Yeah, it was just honestly fun to watch him like wheeze his way through the movie. Wheeze, <laughs> wheeze like a Pokemon. Wheeze. If you do not want my protection, then you can go. Why? <laughs> yeah, what the hell was that about? I'm, oh, so you're not committed to this whole kidnapping thing? Yeah, but I'm hungry. Why are you? Do, why did? Why did you send a helicopter and, you know, I think he lost a dozen guys trying to kidnap them. Yeah, I mean, like, I, I, I kind of get it too. Like, I expected him to have this whole big, bad, supervillain monologue when he was fighting James Bond. But no, apparently... Yeah, tell us why you're doing apparently this. Apparently, it was the face-off when he had James, ba- James Bond at gunpoint and while he was holding Mathilde. Cute girl, by the way. You know? Yeah, sure. I, but that why was, was she in this that movie? Was the, that was the big... That was the big supervillain monologue. It occurred to me after watching the movie. It's like, ha, huh, okay, that was the monologue. It was so meh, but do we? And look, don't get me wrong. I love all the little callbacks to previous films, whether it was Felix and James' friendship or even the secret island lair, which actually is taken from the book of You Only Live Twice, down to the Garden of Death, um, full of poisonous plants. That cool. that's, all, that's all classic Ian Fleming writing. And... Let's talk. Let's get to the ending. The ending. Um, Ooh. The, the ending. The character controversially. Ooh. Actually, I'm okay with it. Honestly, Ooh. I'm okay with him dying conceptually. If you want to bring an end to this era of 007, okay, fine, okay. no worries. But what I don't like is the way they did it because I think they could have gone for something truly emotional. But what MJ said earlier, because they put so many fucking layers on it, it just lost all resonance with me. So he's 
got to open these blast doors to make sure the nanobots die when the British bomb the shit out of the island. And he's got a couple of bullet holes in him already from Mr. Robot. <laughs> Mr. Robot, <And> Freddie Mercury. <laughs> that would have been enough. You know, he, fa- he accepted his fate like Captain America did, right? He accepts it. He's got to do this to save the world. Mm. And he's saying goodbye to his loved one over the radio. That fucking killed me in Captain America. Here, it's just annoying because... It's not enough that he's going to die for a noble cause, but but Rami Malik actually hit him with a dose of the nanobots that were tuned specifically to his daughter, to Madeline also, because, you know, they're related, right? Mm-hmm. So if he goes near them, he kills his lover and his daughter, which just ruined it for me. It would have been enough if he chose to go out in a blaze of glory, saving the world, because that's what he's always done since day one. But mm-hmm. now, because of the added layer of having being infected with nanobots that'll kill his loved ones, they take away all sense of agency from him. It's not his choice anymore. It's just like, oh, I guess I gotta die. Yeah. Fuck it. When when that moment happened, to be honest, when I saw that he was hit by the nanobot vial mm. thingy, mm. and um, Rami Malik, <laughs> yeah, Rami Malik said that that it was laced with uh, the DNA of his loved ones. We so didn't I need was, that. At that moment just at the heat of the moment mm. i was like oh shit that sucks that must be heartbreaking for him Mm-mm. like i really un- i really felt for his character at that moment because this was this is a time when you finally see james bond as a family man you finally see him settle down with the love of his life and yes he may or may not have a daughter he, it has not been confirmed to him yet but apparently he has he has accepted it despite not confirming it right so, right this is where we thought that, oh, this is the turnaround for James Bond because he's no longer that uh, chauvinistic dude, alpha male. And mm-hmm. this is this is how you transform the character and maybe leave this part of his life when he finally settles down and has a family and becomes mm-hmm. like a good guy all out. So parang, that's what made, I feel like that's what they turned him into. This is what they attempted to do to try kind of like make up for whatever misogynistic sh- shit he did in the past Mm-mm. but it just doesn't end that way and I was heartbroken at first but then when you get to the ending where he just gives up yes it's like bro you just give up you, okay you can't see them face to face and that's already like the the end for you you're not willing to try you're not willing to wait maybe a couple of years for scientists to find yeah. out or like maybe Q mm-hmm. find a way or you Wanda. can't just like Talk to them over Zoom like the rest of us have for the last two years <laughs> exactly. because of coronavirus. He just gives up. He, just yeah. gives up. he doesn't even like, have to see on, them dude. to infect them. He just has to touch them. I mean, wala ka bang EQ na hindi mo hawakan mga yan? Bro. <laughs> exactly. Bro. Hop in a Zoom call like the rest of us. I think like the filmmakers were scared that we wouldn't accept that he would choose to sacrifice himself. But for me, I think he absolutely would for king and country, queen and country. That's his entire deal. Right? Yep. But instead, they took it out of his hands. Sorry, you'll kill them if you go near them. So just give up. Mm-hmm. I don't I didn't appreciate yeah, it. Because like there was, that. There was, there's really, nothing noble about giving up. There were a lot yeah. of cop out moments in this movie. You know, cop out fan service. This was very superficial. But before that, he was doing pretty good. He had the whole staircase fight like Daredevil. He was just killing guys left and right. Mm-hmm. He was getting beaten up every step of the way. He was just shooting guys. 
he was, you know, he was building up to a heroic end yeah. until they took and it, it away from him. And it was scored amazingly. Yes. 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 Hans Zimmer. Yes. Hans Zimmer. Hans Zimmer. Hans and beast. see, the, the, the directors, Kari Fukunaga, he did season one of, 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 of True Detective. So he's no, he's no stranger to one-shot action sequences. And he did it superbly here mm-hmm. until it got to the end where it just fucking annoyed me. Yun lang talaga eh, that choice. That his choice really like turned so, me like, off. So like I'm supposed to be crying because like, you know, my hero is dying. Yeah. But in the end, I'm like, you sissy. Okay. Parang you just <laughs> gave up. <laughs> and the thing is, it would have been the absolute perfect end for this version of the character because they were trying to stay true to the book bond, not movie bond. Book bond. Movie bond is suave and charming and all that. Pero Book Bond is the guy who will fuck you so up. So Bond That's paper. What Craig's been doing. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I don't know if I should be mad at you or if I should buy you a beer. <laughs> you can be bond mad. Paper, you can be mad it? at me and buy me a beer. <laughs> Book Bond. It's like oh, paper. Bond paper. Um, in the novel, you only live twice. <laughs> in the in the novel, you only live twice. There's a part where Bond is talking to the head of the Japanese Secret Service and. They're having sake, and he learns about haikus. And James Bond tries to write a really, really bad one, but that's where the m- title of the book comes from. Um, the haiku goes: "You only live twice, once when you are born, and once when you stare death in the face." So that would have been the perfect fucking ending. Him looking at those missiles about to take him out, but because they made it about, oh, I can't see my family anymore. Like phone it just call. ruined it for me. <laughs> it it would have been call. the. It would have been perfect. You're right. Q could have found something. They're robots. Hmm. It's not like, you know, that he couldn't figure that out at some point. Yeah, Even like, if it's not now, maybe 10 years from now, you can figure something out. Probably just made new nanobots to counteract those nanobots. Yeah, why not? But <laughs> you, we're never going to know because he gave up. He chose not to leave the island anymore. Yeah. So Misha is being all passionate now. He's being all hot and heavy about how he was disappointed by this movie. Let's talk about um, some of the things we enjoyed. Okay, so anyway, let's talk about what we enjoyed in this movie. Like the, 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 it was, you know, a sub the movie was subpar, but we did we did have a few things we enjoyed. Mm-hmm. So uh, well, besides Anna Diarmas, which we already mentioned earlier. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we cannot mention um, that enough, no. Ulitin natin. <laughs> <laughs> like damn, Anna Diarmas. Damn, that dress, that dress. <laughs> <laughs> um, what else did I like? I did like the car chases because that's when I felt that it was high octane. Uh, it started off really good in Italy with a motorcycle chase and of course the Aston Martin and everything. But eventually when they started getting into the nitty gritty and complicating things, the pacing really died down. I agree. Yeah. It's like, it's like, whoop, whoop. and then for me, it picked up again when finally there was another car chase involving like, Okay, here I have also have a question about this specific car chase. I was really excited by, by the car chase when he finally had Madeline and Mathilde in the mm-hmm. car with him. So mm-hmm. he went to her house in his fancy car. That why was, didn't that they... was an Aston Martin also? Yeah. So why didn't they take the Aston Martin to escape? Well, guys, guys, why did they guys, go for the, guys, the shitty car? I'm gonna stop you right there because <laughs> you know. Ito yung una- you're gonna say child seat because you're a dad. Yeah, you know, like child seat. <laughs> 
Oh, she strapped in her child seat. Hindi <laughs> ba pwede lagyan ng car seat yung sobrang million dollar coach? Do you have enough time when you're rushing when you have a group of assassins trying to kill you? And but what would you prioritize? The exactly. car seat? If you want to keep them safe, are you gonna? Yeah, you're gonna prioritize the car seat or the bulletproof car? Exactly. pala bulletproof pala Especially if you see all the shit that Timothy Dalton did with that, it's a fucking Aston Martin V8 Vantage. So, okay, fine. Say you it can't again, drive say it again. It in what car water. was it? What car was it? An Aston Martin V8 Vantage. Yeah, I thought you said fancier. Ah, oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I thought fancy. That's that what thing I has got understand. rockets. Yeah. That thing has rockets. That thing has lasers. Yeah. That, yeah. That, that, Crazy! It even has a turbo fucking boost. Car seat, I'm sorry. guys. Okay, fine. It doesn't have a car seat. Car seat. <laughs> car seat. Yes. Wait, car couldn't seat. you put the car seat in the sports car? I didn't think it had no, a back you couldn't. seat. Fine. Would it have had? You know, would it have? Oh my god. So okay, fine, fine. It's <laughs> all would it have had an safety. Isofix rig for it? I don't think so. <laughs> uh, uh, I think he just took. I think that he just took the Land Rover so that they could get their sponsorship money. Good point. Good yeah. point. But the, wouldn't the same way that BMW got their money's worth out of Shang Chi? Yeah. yeah. Razor fist. I will. Yeah. I I wouldn't have made the same decision though. But yeah, the car chase was pretty cool, and all the whole action sequence yeah. in the forest and how he kills uh, I, Ash. Yeah, I, I, I like. Cool. I like the. But again, I like the the cable wire stunt. <laughs> like he was running around the cable that wire. That was actually cool. <laughs> then he wraps it around the tree, and you know. Draws the attention of a motorcyclist. Like, bam! Oh, cool. I know where this mm-hmm, is going. Mm-hmm. Uh, at least I like those parts because those were the high energy ones. And that's what I was expecting from a Bond film. Yeah. Stunts. Stunts were amazing. Though. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Most of the stunts were Something that's uh, James Bond's signature is they are very, uh, very allergic to CGI. They they still oh. like putting real stuntmen in front of real explosions and all which that. Is, which is a good thing. Uh, yeah, they have the Guinness World Record for the world's largest explosion for a film from Spectre. It's just that it was so damn forgettable well, and shot in such a way that you can't really appreciate that it's big. Isn't it Spectre one of the biggest explosions that, since it bombed in the movie? It made a lot of money, I guess. Mm. Not the $1 billion of Skyfall, but it still made money. Mm. And apparently this one's already up there. It's already past $700 million in the time of pandemic. So the producers are quite happy. Mm. And I'm assuming Amazon is happy because they own the studio now and they own this franchise. So Jeff Bezos is smiling because he needed more money. Mm. <laughs> yeah, then he'll you know take us on vacations to the moon soon, right? Man, Jeff Bezos is more of a James Bond villain than Rami Malek. He's Lex Luthor. He's the real-life Lex Luthor. <laughs> That's kind of true, too. Um, I like those sequences as well. I agree with MJ. All the car stuff, all the stunt stuff, I cannot complain about it. I love seeing the tricked-out Aston Martins in any context, honestly. It killed me that they didn't use Timothy Dalton's for anything other than driving off into the end credits because she kept his car after he died. (laughs) And um, I really like all the bits in Cuba because it had a whimsy and a playfulness to it that was completely missing from the rest of the movie. Yeah, The rest of the movie was more obsessed with how can we make this more complicated and make him look more heroic. But yeah, it kind of, yeah. Yeah, it really loses energy. So much energy. Apart from the stunts and the cars... Like what I enjoyed were some of the moments, like the characters had, like uh, like um, the, the, those nuances, like of 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 pa- Paloma and James Bond, where mm-hmm. they were interacting yeah. with each other. Some there were golden moments between characters, like um, or even like I, I also I also liked um Nomi's 
like that one scene in Nomi during the climactic parts where she was like dragging that that corrupt scientist along and she was like, Do you know what time it is? When he starts telling her that, Oh, I'm... what would you feel like when your whole race was going to die? He's like, Oh, it's time to die. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, just kicks him off into a vat of acid. Yeah, that, that, that was I, I thought that was kind of cringe myself. It was cheesy, they wanted but to I kinda, make her a I kinda liked it. They were trying to make her a badass. <laughs> well, the, but she was already she didn't need that to be a badass. We already established she was a badass. Yeah, I, I just like watching her move. I enjoyed it watching and her move like so tactically with her guns and all. It was super like she was great. She was great, honestly, up until that point. Yeah. That line, especially the way she delivered it, what time you know what time it is? It's, it's time, time to die. To die. I, I like that cringe moment. It's like <laughs> the, <laughs> cause, it, cause they found the way they found the way to do it. To say the title. Yeah, I was like, yeah. No, no, like, no. <laughs> That's as cringe as when Halle Berry asks Toad, do you know what happens when a toad is struck by lightning? No, that's cringier. I, I do not know this moment as a oh my God. James Bond noob, so please educate me. No, no, no. no. Halle Berry in X-Men. That was in oh, X-Men. She fucking, X-Men. She tells Toad, Ray Park, she tells him, do you know what happens to a Toad when it's struck by lightning? And the Toad's like, no. And she's all like, then she hits him with lightning. And then he, flies he dies. And she's like, the same thing as everything else. That was worse. Like that was, yes. that was so much And she was worse. still trying to do an African accent in X-Men 1 before she became American in X-Men 2. Did she try really? Because that sounded I... American. <laughs> really? I just totally assumed this was still James Bond. Oh, yeah, oh, she, she was, was in a, a Bond girl. She was in a no. Die Another Day? Yeah, yeah. She, yeah. Her lines were also cheesy, but at least she was having fun in, the, in that one, in Die Another Day. Mm. But this was just… That was my introduction yeah. to… Um, that was my introduction like... to Rosamund Pike. Oh god, yeah. Yes, Rosamund Pike was wonderful. No, I was gonna say I yeah uh, the, the the supporting cast gets some good stuff. Um, Q and Moneypenny, Ben Weishaw and Naomi Q, Harris. They yeah. have fun stuff. I like how they invaded Ooh. his house. I like I like it when he said, <laughs> "Can't I have a nice dinner before the world explodes?" <laughs> that was yes. gold. Oh, I also like how he pulls out shelves of like amazing gadgets, and there's this one with just teapots and cups. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Because he's still British. Don't yeah. forget. Tea time. Like, tea time. I mean, like, I especially like some of the character in interactions. Talaga. Like, like when, when Misha mentioned uh, mentioned when they invaded Q's home, uh, I, I liked it also when, when Bond picks up his cat and, and he says, oh, well, sorry, when Q picks up his cat to set it aside and jo- James Bond just says, you know, they come with fur nowadays because I'm a cat owner. <laughs> Because James Bond really did start that trend that Arnold Schwarzenegger, Bruce Willis, all the others started doing. You do a one the, the one-liners, the action hero one-liners. Those came from James Bond just being British. Yeah. Where, you know, Shaken they're not, not emotional stirred. people, but when they make <laughs> but when they make when they make their lines, they make them count for something. Mm. And I really like this iteration of Q. He was introduced in Skyfall. He's a young man, which is a big contrast because the original Sorry. Q um was an old dude, um Desmond Llewellyn. He was Q for 19 James Bond movies. Damn. And he never would have stopped, actually. He was like in his 80s already. He was he had no plans of stopping. He died in a car Aww. accident coming from a book signing of his autobiography. He got Aww. hit by a drunk driver. Oh my That's God. That's so sad. He was driving himself home. He didn't even have a driver. He was in his 80s. Aww. And the, the cool thing about this sweet old man was he had no fucking idea about gadgets. But he always had to explain them to James Bond. And he was always so scared that he would screw up his lines. Aww. Can we talk about the gadgets in this movie? Because that's one thing that James Bond movies are known for. Or the gadgets. The car was sweet. The car I mean, was like, fucking sweet. I, as a James Bond nerd, I'm pretty sure you were geeking out the first part when he was just blowing up when he, when he just, you know, blowing up cars with that minigun. Those miniguns in his car. Yeah. That's pretty yeah. cool. I, I 
I, I like seeing it. I mean, you can tell that he got the car in the 60s, both because the car is 60 years old at this point and because when he flips up the control panel, you can see it's all um, analog. analog controls. I know. That was pretty but awesome. But it works. It works for the guy. He's old-fashioned. I like it. The one gadget that stood out for me wasn't even James Bond's. The one gadget that stood out for me was that the the, the elevator shaft scene. It's like, oh yeah, that, was like, that, that guy who was throwing off. Like, I thought it was like, a, there's no elevator. Right, right. I, I thought it was a that bomb. Was cool. The guy was like, no elevator in his Russian accent, and then he just jumps down, and everybody just stops right before he hits the ground. Oh, that's pretty. That's see, that's cool. why I thought we were gonna get a whole different kind of movie because these things really were comic book movies for grown-ups back in the day. With stuff like that, you could throw someone down a ma- uh, an elevator shaft. He's caught by magnets. How does it work? We don't care. It's fun. Yes. You don't have to explain it. But then the next two hours explain everything. Mm. <laughs> Thank God, why? So I think we've mentioned a lot of uh, what we hated and what we loved about <laughs> this movie, but generally what Misha hated about this movie. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. For the record, I didn't hate. It's just that I felt let down okay because which is worse been waiting for it for so long you know it's like kinda, waiting for it for so it, long it, it's kind of like you know like a, a parent saying like we're so mad we're not, we're not even mad i'm disappointed Oof. yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, it's that's, 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 that's kind of worse but yeah um yeah okay so we've talked about this movie we've we've shared our thoughts about it would you guys recommend this movie i do not recommend it being your first bond film <laughs> I, Don't make my mistake. Swear to God, I did not understand much. Yes, I I share the same sentiments. But it, even if it's not my first Bond movie, it was my first Craig Bond movie. But I didn't realize that it was a sequel to you know a direct sequel to Spectre. So that's the only reason why I wouldn't recommend it. But you know, like yeah, it, it's still fun. I mean, as a still mm, as a standalone, it's it's okay. okay. It's okay. Mm. Like even you take out the factor that maybe you don't know much about James Bond. Was it a good movie? Not really, because the pacing was kind of like meh. Mm. And, you know, uh, you'd absolutely see no chemistry between the lead guy and the lead I, girl. I, I, so mm-hmm. I would say watch it for the, the Cuba scenes. Yeah. That's it. But so. the Cuba scenes were kind of worth it. Mm-hmm. Mm. So, yeah. But yeah, like, okay, if you're, a Bond, if you're a Bond fan, you know, just go for it. Watch it just to say you've done your, your, you've done your obligations as a fan of watching it. Well, <clears throat> that, that's the thing. Like, Daniel Craig's entire run, it's either hit or miss with some people because some people prefer the old, old school. I appreciate the deconstruction. I appreciate moving it in new directions. Like I said, I wouldn't have minded him dying or him having a family because it was something I'd never seen before. Mm-hmm. As long as you keep it on brand, as long as you keep it in character, then that's fine. You can introduce all sorts of new things and it'll be fun. That's why we accept you know, Iron Man as Peter Parker's mentor. That's something that's never been done, but because they're still in character, it works. Mm-hmm. Somehow it works. And as far as the literary, the book version of James Bond goes, you know, he was described in Casino Royale, the book, as a blunt instrument of the government. And that's what Daniel Craig has been really good at. Ava Green describes him as looking uncomfortable in tuxedos, which is, you can see that. This is not a dude who you would look at home in all the fine casinos of the world, dressed in a tuxedo, sipping his medium dry vodka martini. This is a rough and tumble guy who's going to fuck you up. And I really wish that he got a good ending befitting his character. Because as it stands, Captain America did it better when they thought he died. In, in the 40s where he didn't get his last dance with Peggy hmm. that 
that I think that's what they were going for. You know, this is a no-win scenario. I have to do this. I love you. It's not, it's a no-win scenario. So I'm just gonna not try. Y'all have a good life. I'm like, what? So, sayang lang. And whoever they get to inherit the role, move it in a new direction. I hope Idris that... Elba! No, I'm just kidding. I know. I understand why not. But, you know, that's just yeah, me. Sorry. He's, he's too old. I know, but... Si Tom Holland, since he's basically in every franchise now. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. If Idris Elba's too old, Tom Holland's too fucking young. James Bond, as a teen. <laughs> <laughs> well, oh my god well, there was actually a Saturday morning cartoon like that in the early 90s don't I think remind I remember me. that don't was... remind the producers <laughs> <laughs> I mean it's bad yes, enough he's playing Nathan Drake a younger that Nathan Drake tr- yeah that makes no sense it makes no sense yeah I still stand by Idris Elba I don't care what you think of course you do I I, I my vote honestly if you ask me right now Richard Madden I'm good with Richard Madden ooh mm. Right? He's yes. got the accent. He looks good in a tux. Yes. Fucking yes. yeah. Yes. They could totally make a whole new generation, yes. you know, thirsty. Yes. Didn't, he, didn't he play a spy in one in a show already? He played a British agent in Bodyguard. Oh, it was go. good. And he was good. That he was really good. Off. He pulled it off. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm, Henry Cavill? No. No. We, we saw him as no. Sherlock Holmes. He was more brawn than brains. So. Right, yeah, right, he, right. He can't no, no, do no. the... Daniel Craig Wait, barely no, gets I'm away sorry. with it. I, I take it back. Henry Cavill was great in Man From U.N.C.L.E. See, oh, Deng yeah. says that's really fun and she's offended that I haven't seen it. You should. <laughs> it's a great remake of another great spy show. So it, it, mm. I, that Which was, came about because of James Bond. Yes. There were so many spy it, it shows. Was so it was, it, it's a fun movie. Just just watch it. it it's good. Okay. It's a fun okay. ride. You, I believe you both. Yeah. But, uh, mm. I believe the tease in my you'll life. Be, you'll be watching, um, you'll be watching uh, Cannibal too. You know, because Army Hammer's in it. Holy shit. No, there's a guy who torpedoed his career. Uh Uh-huh. Yep. (laughs) Faster than faster than Spectre and no time to like, you know, torpedoed the franchise. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Army Hammer's in it. Cannibal. I'm guessing we're not getting Man from Uncle 2 then. Maybe not. Maybe not. But Man from Uncle was fun. Like I swear. Just watch the movie. Sans Sans the Cannibal remark. Watch it. Oh. Anyway, guys, that's that's it. That's it for our, our <laughs> super spy episode, James Bond. We are the Saboteurs. My name is Andrew. My name is Person still campaigning for Idris Elba. That's MJ. I'm Misha. <laughs> <laughs> and yes, for any of you. Question mark. <laughs> Misha sure kung shayon. Oh. Si doc, stop. Doc, stop it. Doctor No. Kumota ka na sa bond paper, okay? Alright, alright, alright. Okay. Right. If you guys enjoyed that episode, let us know. We have a Facebook group called Saboteurs We Love Movies. Check out our Saboteurs Facebook page and our Instagram sub underscore O Tours. Once again, we are the Saboteurs. And this has been a great episode. Thank you guys. Oh my god, he just gave up. He gave up like James Bond. He joined in. He joined in. It's a lose-lose situation. I'm gonna give up. <laughs> Goodbye. Well, I see James what you did. I did, so might as well give up. Uh. <laughs>